Thank you for listening today on Community Podcast. I'm Matt Haynes, and again, Coach Leak of the Cambridge Bobcats is in the studio. Coach, thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me out again. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, home opener, 42-7 over Coshocton. Uh, new turf. We talked about the atmosphere. We talked about uh, a lot of these things last week. Uh, was it everything we talked about with the atmosphere and with the, uh, you know, the stadium and all the hype? Yeah, I thought I thought the uh, Bobcat faithful showed up. They were loud. Uh, the energy in the stadium was great. So uh, to come out and open the uh, new McFarland Stadium uh, per se, uh, forty-two to seven was a great way to open that up. And uh, you know, our kids played hard all night, and uh, the the fans were into it. And uh, hopefully, uh, we have another one here coming up. Uh, rival coming into town, Meadowbrook. So I think it's going to be another good one at McFarland Stadium this Friday night. Yeah. So so the Colts coming uh, over to us. And uh, how about um, what do we know about the Colts? What's their record? And uh, I mean, you stick to your game plan. Obviously, you, we have what we you <laughs> things are working out well. <laughs> yeah. What What do you know about? What can you tell the listener about the Colts and uh, you know their their uh, record and and what your game plan is. Uh, against them yeah so currently their record's 0-2 um, but you know, I don't think you can look past that each week no. they play they're, they're going to get better um, they graduated a lot of seniors last year so some inexperience there from Meadowbrook but the more experience the more confidence the more those kids get those Friday night lights under their belt the better they're going to be so they're going to be better week three than they were week two plus an arrival game you got to throw records out the window. You can't go in and, and think, oh, we're playing an 0 2 Meadowbrook team. You know, I think us as a coaching staff and a program and a team, you know, we're going to work on what we need to work on and get better at what we need to do uh, to be successful this week. Um, we know offensively they're pretty split run pass, uh, 55% uh, percent throwing, 45 run. Uh, they got a good running back. They're pretty solid up front as well. They're pretty big, got good size on both sides of the O and D line. Uh, going to run a 3-4 defense against us, a lot of cover four. They're going to play back, uh, try and take away the home run ball for you and, and leave underneath open. But, uh, you know, you know, a rival game like that, the energy's high. The kids are going to play hard on both sides. So we're going to come out and, and have to execute and, and make sure that we don't beat ourselves because we, we need to clean up the penalties from last week. It is something that we worked on and preached this week in practice. So we're going to do that and take care of the ball and hopefully come out with a win Friday night. Yeah, that's good. The uh, the gloves come off uh, in these rivalry games, and so um, how about the uh, the uh, you know you you mentioned penalties? Uh, would that have anything to do uh, with uh, you know maybe trying to get some? Uh, I know that you have uh, your your kids in there who are experienced. And then you try to get some other kids into action. Uh, do you think that comes from? Is, is that coming from a lot of the? Uh, no blame, but just does that you know when you're when you're winning like that and you're, of course you, you have that padding, you know, you get guys in and out and stuff. So you think that could be part of that or is it just uh, uh thing, just little things that need cleaned up? I think well, number one, it's partially that, but two, it's still early in the season. It's only week two. Um, so, so we know there's still going to be things to clean up, you, you know, week one, week two, three, heck even week 10, you're going to have things that aren't going to go perfect. But if our kids continue to play with the effort and energy and drive that they are, 
um, you, you can make up for those. If you're if you're going 100 miles an hour and you're flying around to the football, sometimes you you can make up or, or cover up those mistakes and, and get out of a hole. But um, you know we want to click on all cylinders, so so we don't want to put ourselves behind in a driver or give them free yards. So. Uh, Definitely something that, that we're working on. And, uh, you know, there's always little things to work on as far as, you know, knowing your assignment. And ki- they're, they're high school kids, all right? We've got to expect that, too. Um, and it's it's a fun game, but um, our kids are doing a nice job with the energy and, and the way they're practicing and preparing for each week. So we have no doubt that, that that'll continue to get better. Yeah, no doubt. And how about um, with the uh, with some stats, um you know, I, I read some of the, uh, the, the Cambridge football, uh, I talked to, I think it was, I was talking to, uh, Johnny Valentine and he had mentioned, uh, the, the Cambridge football page. And I read some of that. It's, uh, whoever wrote that did a nice job. So if you haven't uh, looked at the Cambridge, uh, football page on Facebook, uh, that, they do a nice job there. Who's ever doing that. And, uh, yeah, so I, I read it. I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't really write anything down, but tell us a little bit about the some of the stats, some of the, uh, you know, the scoring and uh, maybe some of Moore's uh, stats. Yeah, again, see, Caden threw uh, for over 200 yards again, only had three incompletions. So he's got six incompletions on the season. So he needs to clean that up. Uh, no, he's doing a nice <laughs> job. Uh, you know, so he's taking care of the ball. He's making good decisions. He's He's making plays with his feet. Um, he's doing exactly what we expected he would do at quarterback for us. So um, he, he's leading the offense there. Uh, we had Trey Stotsbury go for over 100 yards on offense and on the ground too. So it, it's nice to get that run game going to complement that passing game that we have as well. Because um, we had over 400 yards of total offense. We had 200 of each, a little over 200 of each. So, you know, that, that that's always a good thing to, to be balanced there and, and our kids are doing a nice job at that. Uh, Devin Ogle, he he led receivers. He had two touchdowns, uh, six catches total for 118 yards. Uh, so he, he had a good game as well. Uh, and he's only a junior for us, so we're excited for him. Uh, and the defense, they only gave up 200 yards of total offense. And you take away the one busted play, and it was about 50 yards. They they really held Kashokton all night long. So overall, great, great game for our, our Bobcats Friday night, and we uh, expect more of the same this Friday. Is your coaches that coach with you, are they pretty happy with what they're seeing? Yeah, yeah, I, I think we're happy with where we're at week two. Um, things to clean things to clean up. You know, as coaches, you, you look at everything. You know, you, you kind of just you, you digest the game, and, and you watch the film, and you see where areas you need to improve because there's always room for improvement as a coach. But our kids are doing a great job. You know, they've got the playbook down. They're making plays. Little things you need to clean up here and there, but that that's to be expected. That's good. How about the uh, any injury reports or anything? Yeah, we got a couple guys out. Um, our, our big one right now is Jake Valentine. He's fullback, safety, punter. Um, so it looks like he's going to be out. Um, other than that, there's there's some minor injuries here and there, but we should be uh, healthy otherwise. Mm, yes, I, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yes. How is it? Is it? Uh, it's not like a season ending or anything. Uh, it appears it may be a season oh. injury. So yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Yes. But um, okay, so with uh, Meadowbrook coming up on Friday, um, how about the uh, the situation with? Uh, I mean, just like people who are listening, maybe want to listen on. Uh, 
online or get tickets? What's the best way they can do that? Yeah. So if you want to get tickets, you can always stop into, uh, you know, the stadium Friday night, get there early. I would imagine it's going to be a packed house. Um, Guernsey, I think all of Guernsey County is going to be there. So you're going to want to show up early, give yourself enough time to park, get into the stadium, uh, expect the, uh, the ticket booth lines to be, to be packed. And, uh, if you have a season pass or, you know, a fall sports pass, you can always get in that way as well. Um, I believe AVC is going to live stream the game there um, as they did last week. So, you know, that's another option, but we'd rather you show up Friday night and, and, and get that place rocking. Kids are, uh, you know, different. And we, with our experience, we see some things that they don't see. And so sometimes it's, you know, you get frustrated because they don't get it. How do how does that affect your coaching style? And, you know, as you learning as a coach? Yeah, I think, you know, they're high school kids. Um, they're there to have fun. They're there to, to play the game that they love for their community with their friends. So we, we have to remember that that's, that's their main reason to be there. Uh, and, and sometimes it takes some patience on our end to, uh, to make sure that they are picking up a scheme or a play or, or whatever it might be. And that, you know, we're, we're not too, too hard on them and that we, we take our time. And if they're not getting it a certain way that we're teaching it, maybe we need to reevaluate, you know, how, how we're teaching it. Cause it's similar to, you know, coaching and teaching are very same, the same. So um, I think it just goes back to that. And if someone's not getting it a certain way, he, you may have to approach it in different directions. And, and for the most part, our kids are, are the, they do a good job at picking things up. They're smart. Um, they're dedicated. They're willing to put in the work. So very easy to work with. Um, yeah, but you're right. I think it, it all starts with leadership though, and making sure that, you're not just telling them, you know, you're, you're able to explain the why you're able to, uh, to lead them and jump in and, 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 you know, lead them in the right direction and not just demand that they do something. That's good. How about with the uh, interaction between the players? I, I, that's always when you're winning, I know it's easy, easier. It's easier when you're winning, but uh, how about the, the communication uh, just between players uh, what are you seeing there? What is that? Uh, I know there's excitement, but uh, what are you seeing there? Yeah, we have a real tight knit group of kids. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time in the off season, even in season, a lot of times of, of doing things that aren't football related. If you don't do that, you, I don't think you're, uh, you don't have the culture. You don't have that relationship with your kids. The kids don't have that relationship amongst themselves. So you know, for example, we went bowling, we took them out to Deer Asic, we went canoeing. Uh, there's so many things that we do as a team. We had a cornhole tournament. Uh, they play Pokemon Go all the time. They play cornhole ping pong. Uh, so then the list goes on and on. You, you have to be able to show the kids that you truly care about them other than them being an athlete. And and they're not just a number on your team or on the football field. And And I think if you have that in your heart and you care about your kids, they see that because kids are smart. They can read through people pretty easily. I don't think people give the the teenagers enough credit for that. But uh, I think if you handle that and you build that relationship in the off season, it it just transfers over into the season and you you can get a kid to run through a wall for you. And, you know, their brother or their teammate, they're willing to play even harder for the guy next to them by doing those things. I agree. I totally agree. How about, uh, you know, with uh, the right coaching uh, elements and when you coach them right and apply that into them to where they can then pass it on the leadership, it's kind of like they become coaches 
to the underclassmen? Yeah, I could I could talk on that subject forever. Um, I think first and foremost, it starts with building those relationships with the kids. And, and again, it has to come before day one. It has to come from the offseason. They have to see you, you know, doing things with them. They need to see you at their basketball games, their baseball games, if they have something other than sports, you know. They need to see that you care about them. And if they know you care about them, again, they'll do anything for you. They'll do anything for their teammates. And that's where it starts. And if you can get a kid to be an extension of the coaching staff, uh, they're not a certified coach, but if they understand what they're doing and they respect their coaches, they care about their coaches and they care about their teammates, that's huge to have those guys on the field on Friday nights because then they can now align people or, you know, somebody – forgets their assignment, anything of that nature, they can then help you with that. So, um, but again, it starts with that relationship and that kid has to know that you care about them. And then you can coach them hard at that point. They, they expect you to coach them hard. I think they would be let down if you weren't expecting their best yes. because they know you care about them. But on that field, it's not going to be easy. We're not going to take it easy. We're going to have high expectations for them. We're going to coach them hard and love them after. But They've got to know you care about them first. Yeah, that's good because I see um, I see that as an as an employer with the employees. I want them to, uh, like you said, be an extension of that because if somebody, it's easy to to sometimes just try to do everything yourself. But if you have like you know uh, more and other players, I like to help these other other players, and of course it helps those other players for next year. It helps them really look up. Yeah, and, I, these kids. and I think, you know, having those guys on the field that elevates the kids around those guys, you know, they, they see, Oh, this is what's expected of us. These expectations are high. And that's great because, you know, that's what we want out of our players. Also in practice, you only have so many coaches, you've got a lot more players than you do coaches. So if you get those, those guys who are, who are, are able to lead and who are able to be an extension of the staff, they may see something that you didn't. And they say, hey, you do it this way or correct them. And and I think a lot of it has to go with how you approach things, too. You know, how do you what you say in your body language and your tone has probably the biggest impact rather than what you actually say. So how you approach that, too. And our kids are doing a good job at that and staying positive uh, because, you know, you got to have that next play mentality. You're not going to be perfect, but you've got to be able to clean it up and understand your mistake and not make it twice. And I think the way you approach that goes a long way. Yeah, you see players and uh, as soon as they make a mistake, you know, like you can tell they know it. Uh, they're like either patting their helmet or yep. their chest like my, my bad. I, they know it as soon as they, they've done it. And then they could probably almost look at you at the sideline and they get it. You get it. And and, and they want to try to avoid that from happening again. Yeah. And I think you have to know each individual player. Um, you know, there's one kid who may, you know, he gets it. He, he beats himself up more than you could ever yell at him or, you know, say anything to him. He knows he messed up. He's going to get it corrected. Or there be another, there may be another kid that you have to light him up. You've got to, you know, correct him and be stern with him or he's not going to change. So I think, again, it goes back to that relationship building and knowing your players as individuals and how they're motivated and what it takes to make them better because each kid's not the same. And I think that that comes from, you know, weight room, classroom, community, just being around your kids and having that relationship with them off the field, then you know, okay, I need to flip this switch or 
I'm not. I don't need to say anything. He he's gonna he's gonna beat himself up enough about it. We got to get him to move on to the next play. So I, I think if if you can learn your players, uh, you're gonna be in a much better spot on Friday nights. Man, that makes good sense. Uh, and we know it's early still, but uh, how how are you gonna keep the kids from getting sidetracked, or how how do we keep them? I think we talked about this uh, maybe even before the season started, but uh, just that humility and. Uh, you know, going in, you know, rather than like, oh, we're two and zero, and and we can beat anybody. Uh, we know that when we let our guard down, uh, it's a great opportunity for the opponent to uh, to to get us uh, when we're not looking. But uh, how do you uh, how do you continue to teach the kids? Uh, you know, hey, stay, keep your head right, and stay humble and things like that. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is we are confident every Friday night that we're prepared. That you know, we expect to win. But we know nothing's going to come easy. All right, you, you've got to work for it. If you don't work for it, you can't cheat success. You can't cheat the process. You've got to love. You got to love the days when no one's watching. You got to grind each day, Monday through Thursday, and make sure that you're successful for Friday night. If not, that's when you may slip up, and somebody's going to catch you. So, be confident that we're going to win. But respect our opponents and prepare each week the same. Whether it's week one, week ten, you know we need to go one and zero each week. Each each week we're zero and zero. It doesn't matter if we're two and zero coming into this week. Zero and two. Um, yeah, you can't overlook anyone. You know you, you have to respect them and and expect to get their best because a Friday night win isn't going to come easy. No one's going to show up and think, oh, it's Cambridge, we lost. Okay, they're they're going to come out and you're going to get their best shot. Okay, so. Our kids need to stay level-headed, and they have, uh, but confident and continue to grind. Right? There's, there's no way to the top other than working hard. You can't, you can't cheat the work that it takes. If you cheat the work, you're probably not going to get the results. How about did did more? Does he finish out the game, or do you put? Uh, you do, who's the backup? So on uh, the last two weeks, Garrett Carpenter has finished out the uh, the games for us. Seymour's um, probably played, I'd say, eh, three and a half quarters each each week. So. Um, Garrett Carpenter's got some snaps for us, and he's only a freshman, so we're excited for him as well. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's able to make a lot of throws. He's picked up our offense very, very. He's smooth. Okay, he can run. He's he's very similar to Caden in ways, but uh, we're excited for him in the future, and it's great that he's getting these reps Friday night. Man, that's great. Yeah, that vision uh, and, and understanding. Uh, you know, looking down. I mean, yeah, we take one game at a time, one day at a time, but. Uh, that that vision of what you know is huge as a coach. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I applaud you for that. Uh, any insight to to that? Yeah, I just I think the more you can get these guys ready, the better you're going to be in the future. Whether it's varsity reps on Friday nights, uh, JV games are important for a program because that's when they get a lot of their reps, a lot of their playing time. And if we see a kid doing a real nice job on Saturday. We're not afraid to throw them in there on Friday night. We've had some kids do that just this season. So, you know, JV kids do a lot of, of a lot of hard work and scout team and running other other teams' offense and defense for us. So, you know, we notice them as well. But, yeah, we've got to continue to prepare these kids for the, the future and next year and, and the season beyond that because, you know, we don't want to have – one or two or three successful seasons, you know, we want to build a program where Cambridge is at the top every year. That's good. I know that uh, that's going to make the, uh, uh, the you know, the star, whoever's starting, whoever's playing, uh, you know, a lot of minutes. When, like if I would see somebody that might take my spot, 
it yeah. would want to make me work harder. So I think there's some benefits on both ends of that. Yeah. Competition breeds success. Yes. You know, if you don't have somebody behind you pushing you or I, I beat this guy, you know, thinking that that kind of mindset is not good. You need to come in thinking I'm the best, but work like you're the worst is what you need to do. Cause you need to be the last guy or the last guy out. You know, you just gotta be a ball player and somebody who's a good teammate and willing to put in the work for the guy next to you. And I think anytime you have competition, that just naturally brings out that in people because if I don't give it my best, this guy behind me might, and, and I may, I may lose my job or I may lose a rep or a series. So when we have depth like that, it pushes that guy in front of him. It also pushes that guy behind him to continue to grind, to catch that guy and get on that level. So you love competition as a coach because, man, you get a lot more from players. And I think that everyone gets better from that. I agree because even as a, even as an upperclassman or, or a player getting a lot of minutes, I think that uh, it shouldn't be like a rival uh and I'm not saying it is, but sometimes uh, we see kids that might say, well, I'm better than them and they're this and, but they're losing their focus. Right. It should be more of a like, Hey, good uh, slap on the, yeah. on the rear and say, Hey man, good job. Good, good plays. And if he's taking your minutes, then uh, just trust the process and, yeah. and work on it rather than getting frustrated. Yeah. And I think our kids do a gr- very good job at that. Our ones help out the twos, and you say twos, but a lot of them are one A, one B. You know, they they switch series. So, our kids have done a nice job at if they're not in, they're watching their position and, and they're helping that guy in front of them or behind them or that they split reps with. Um, you know, for instance, Devin Ogle has. You know, Eli Edwards is new to our program this year. He's Devin's backup at our X receiver. He's done a great job at you know taking him under his wing. And teaching him routes and making sure that, you know, if, if he's in there, he's watching him. He's he, he's kind of coaching him up, you know. So that's a great thing for us. Um, Owen Feldner and Xander Caldwell, they split reps at Z. You know, they, they do the same thing and they give each other pointers or, hey, it needs to be done like this. So we have several positions like that. Caden Moore's done a nice job with Garrett Carpenter, Bo Stotsbury with Davion Barr. I mean, the list goes on and on. We have great kids who, who aren't selfish. They're willing to help the guy behind them, in front of them, next to them, because they know you need breaks on Friday night. So you you want to have that guy prepared. Uh, and then or, or when you leave our program, you're done playing, that that guy's ready. So they do a great job without, with that and, and outstanding for them to be able to do that. So that, that's great for our program. Do you guys have like a uh, like a sports guru on you know things to eat and drink? You, you know how kids can be and they like the uh, the popper energy drinks. And, and, you know, we try to we try to teach them and educate them on what they should and should not be putting in their bodies. And we kind of control that a little bit um, because we feed the kids often. We feed them, you know, Thursday nights, we have local businesses, Wally's being one of them. So thank you uh, that feed our team prior to Friday night. And then we have parents who feed the team Friday after school. So, you know, we try to limit that and make sure that they're taking care of their bodies and getting enough liquids in them as far as water, Pedialyte, our aid gator, you know, they're putting the right things in their body and, and, you know, just continue to educate them and make sure that they're, they're ready for peak performance. Yeah. Because if they, obviously they're going to, when they do that, they're going to see that they feel better. Uh, they, they heal better. They, 
you know, get stronger and, and yeah. that's, that's good stuff. Um, well, as far as, uh, special teams and things that, that worked out pretty good. Uh, was it, how many turnovers did the cats have or? Yeah. So, uh, it was a pretty clean game Friday night, no turnovers on either side of the ball. Um, I'll tell you, Davion, he stepped up Friday night. He took one to the house on punt, had another big return for us. So, uh, wow, he's electric with the ball in his hands. You got to watch out for him. He's fast. Um, smooth can make, can make defenders miss. So, uh, Good night, Friday night, uh, as far as special teams, uh, clean game. So hopefully that continues to roll into week three. Yeah, that, I, I just want to say good luck uh, for for uh, Friday's game. And uh, anything else you want to close with? Yeah, come out Friday night, rival week in Guernsey County. We want to see you out there at the stadium, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Friday night. Thanks, Coach, for being here. Thank you for having me. Fortune and fame Everybody's so different